tuning in to, I don't know where you're watching me from, it could be Preach the Word Network, which I'm so happy and thankful for to be able to serve on this platform and to be able to speak to you wherever you are. You may see this on YouTube or somewhere else, I'm not sure, but I'm so glad you have tuned in. My name is Cheryl Howard. I am a minister. I am a certified life purpose coach. I am a best-selling Amazon author a international speaker as well as a mental health professional <laughs> so i'm just introducing myself really quick to those of you who don't know me and this is your first time seeing me so i'm so glad you're here you can follow me on all social networks i believe well most of them anyway instagram facebook um pinterest a uh, twitter and if I'm, I'm i think i said everything just about right so i'm cheryl why Howard Get Your Life Back, and you have just tuned into Cheryl's Get Your Life Back talk TV show. And I'm so glad that you are with me today because I want to talk about speaking because I'm a certified life purpose coach. Everything I do and I speak about is about purpose. I'm living in my purpose, I'm operating in my purpose, and I'm operating in my passion, and this is what I try to help other people do. Actually, it is what I do um, as a certified life purpose coach and a mental health professional, and helping to give other people um, life skills and strategies and, and just so many different empowerment tools that can help them enhance their quality of life to even help change their perspective or perception of things because a lot of times we can have mental blocks we can have emotional blocks and behavioral issues that we deal with that actually keep us from growing and elevating to the places where god had called us and so that's why it's important for us to be healed emotionally psychologically physically mentally and so so many areas god want us to operate at our fullest capacity you know and so that's why i am in the health field and all of this is human services from pastor to social worker to counselor all that is the human services field it's all about serving and god created us to serve jesus set an example of being even though he was the son of God, he was also a servant. And he exemplified that amongst everybody and even his disciples who followed him. And so that's what I want to talk about today. Um, being a, a servant, operating in your call, why God called us. Why do we have these gifts? Why do we possess these gifts and talent and anointing to do things, right? To give us a sometimes a supernatural ability to do stuff that's outside of us our flesh but with God's empowerment we can do all things through Christ which strengthen us and so I don't even know if I'm gonna give this a little topic but I may call it you know serving in your calling and why and so um, I have my little notes here because you know I hate to go off I hate to go off track because I got so many things on my mind and I just want to stay in a flow and I want you to be able to follow me so I'll just act like I'm just preaching on a Sunday morning <laughs> without the hooping <laughs> anyway so serving in your calling your talent your skill your life experience right but really it's about that calling that anointing like i said that god has given you right one of the reasons why we are well number one we know we are gifted because we are called to serve even the gifts they are for the edification of the body of christ right 
This is always about other people. It's not about you. You are an instrument. You are a conduit. God uses us. But it's about other people, enhancing the quality of other people. And especially within the body of Christ, right? Especially within the body of Christ, we edify, we build each other up. And that's the wonderful thing. And I think when we remember that, it should keep us humble. I'm just saying, it's something we should pay attention to because we're human. We can get in our flesh. We can start getting exciting. We can see how God start using us. You know, we can start seeing the anointing move through us and, and the gifts that God has bestowed and endowed us with. And sometimes some of us can forget about who sent us and why. That's what I want to talk about. I want to dig a little deeper into that. So we cannot be stingy with our assignment, with our mission, with our calling, because it's not about us. It's to share. Jesus spread the gospel. The disciples spread the gospel. Travel. And the Bible commissions us to, you know, preach the gospel to the four corners of the earth. You know, so whatever God, one thing I'm going to talk about a little later too, whatever God calls us to do, we're going to see a consistency. We're going to see a consistency in the natural and we're going to see it in the spiritual. Because if you are endowed with special gifts and talent and abilities and an anointing, it's going to be on you in the natural and the spiritual. And what happens, what's great about seeing, seeing it in the natural is this more confirmation of what God has called you to do, that you're operating it because it's not about you. He gifted you to do that. Like some people are anointed to teach. They have a special anointing to teach. It's the way they deliver and the way they break things down and the way they rightly divide, whether it's the word, whether you in a, you're teaching at a school as a teacher. Some of you who are teachers, you have an anointing to do that. And I've seen the difference in people who have an anointing. It's, it, they make things seem easy. It's just like Jesus when he taught through parables, giving stories and, and demonstration and, you know, so people can understand and they can relate. So he used real life, you know, situations and, and pericopes and examples that we can, that man can relate to. Just like if you talk about the lost coin or the sower, you can understand when you think about vegetation, when you understand about planting and, and putting a root in the ground and causing something to grow and the water and the purpose of the sun. When you can break all that down, it helps people to see things better and understand. And for me, I am a visual learner. And a lot of you probably are too. Well, I, it helps me to understand and grasp something better when you give examples, when you give me scenarios and case studies, I can start seeing it. So I use these strategies a lot when I'm working with people, you know, and just talking to people in general, communicating, because I realize there's a lot of people who are visual like me or they kinesthetic. They need either hands-on experience demonstration or they need to see more than one example. Sometimes, not everything, you know, some things I can take just lecturally, I mean, just from a lecture, but there's some things I might need you to break down just a little bit more just to give me some clarity of understanding. And the word also lets us know in all you're getting, get an understanding. <laughs> I love that scripture. Okay, so we, we can't be stingy with our stuff. And we're going to talk about why. We're going to talk about the benefits of operating in your call, operating in your, your talent, your anointing, whatever God has given you, right? He gives all of those things, gifts, talent, anointing, right? Okay, so number one, yes, I wrote down some. <laughs> I numbered them, right? You can affect change. You can be the change agent, right? Wherever you go, God can use you to be the change agent. You can come into an atmosphere when you've got an anointing on you or there's a special strength, an area that you flow in. It's easy for you to do, right? That's the difference with having the anointing or having a talent or a gift. It's easier for you to do it than maybe the average person. They may, they're gifted and talent at something else, but I'm talking about the one that you operate in. 
Um, and yes, a lot of us have the same gifts and anointed, but we still have something unique about each and every one of us, right? How we flow. So the way Cheryl does it may be different than how you do it. The, the type of impact and influence I have is maybe different than how you have, you know, what you have, what you possess. So, you know, you can come into a room and change the atmosphere and people around you. You don't have to even do a lot. It's like you command a certain attention or something. You know, it's a difference and people can pick that up. That's what I'm saying. So you become a change agent. You can affect change positively, of course, right? Whether that's through his word, you speaking his word, you witnessing, you ministering, or like again, again, in the natural, you're doing something and you just have this type of influence on people where you help people change around you you know giving a good example maybe the type of person you are mostly maybe positive and you you always um put out kindness right in the world and it spews out of your spirit and so what you can do let me tell you how awesome that is that's not something to minimize because you can go into a place or being around people who are negative, who may be pessimistic, who may be, who deal a lot with low, maybe emotions. And because of who you are, what that's that, that positive positivity that's inside of you can permeate the atmosphere where you are and cause other people to feel lifted up, to feel encouraged. And some of you may be able to identify with what I'm saying because you hear people say to you, you know, you always encourage me. Um, you always make me feel positive, make me feel good, help me to see things differently in a different light. Some of you have a natural flow of doing that. It's not something you even consciously think about doing. You just do it. And that is the difference. Number two, stir up other people's gifts. And we see this happen in church right the spirit of god start the moving and then it's like everybody start flowing in their gifts whether it's prophetic and or uh speaking in tongues or laying on of hands like just that corporate anointing when god start to move around in the room it's almost like he's shaking like the glory cloud the glory train just come in the room and everybody just start flowing anointing people get healed people um, all kinds of things are happening because the spirit of the lord is there liberty is there freedom don't just think about freedom and just in christ but when you think about liberty, think about being set free from strongholds, from things that pull you down. And just in an atmosphere where God is moving, his spirit is there. The Bible says there is a liberty where the spirit of the Lord is. So when you in that in that uh, type of room and atmosphere, oh my God, you're talking about the Holy Ghost endowing what's with everything you can see that happen you can stir up somebody else's gifts another example stirring someone's gift is sometimes because you operating in your gift you're operating in your calling right it can stir up others and, and and make them feel like they feel empowered by you walking in your empowerment so pay attention these are different signs and symbols to us or, or symptoms i should say that you can uh, it can confirm who you are in god pay attention to that Okay, number three, we set an example. Jesus set an example, right? And I'm going to talk about that later at the end because I'm going to get into that scripture. But Jesus set an example, though his posture, how he carried himself. He set an example for us. He taught his disciples how to how to behave, how to act, how to govern, how to conduct themselves. You know, so um, just remember that too. With your calling, with your gift, you set an example. As leaders, we exude well, we should exude positive, favorable disposition and a demeanor. 
We should model that. No, we're not perfect. We're not going to get it right all the time. But we, just like we practice the word of God, we practice how to behave in a better way. So again, when I talk about helping people to heal, this is why I help people to try to break through these barriers so they can propel into their purpose. That is my whole model for Get Your Life Back Coaching with Cheryl, is to help you break through barriers. It could be emotional, like I said, mental, some trauma, something that's causing you not to be able to be free and, and operate in liberty in the calling that God called you to. And so it's good to pay attention to why do I do this? Why do I hear people saying the same thing about me everywhere I go? I'm hearing the same thing. I'm too abrasive. I'm too aggressive. And I'm too harsh. And I'm too raw. I'm just giving some examples. You know, I've, I've seen leaders operate in that type of attitude. And they could be saying the right thing, but their approach and delivery is negative. It's, it's demeaning. It's minimizing. It's domineering, therefore you lose people. And a soul winner is wise. You, a soul winner is wise. The word tells us to be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Now you can go look that up and you can go do some study on the characteristics of a dove and a serpent. But right now, we're going to move on, right? Six, teach, educate, help others evolve. That's what your calling can do. That's what your gifting can do. That's what your talent can do. That's what your even your skill set can probably do right cause others to evolve want to come up want to pull themselves up okay want to live on a higher level and so by you uh, modeling a certain demeanor and disposition you become a teacher just by the way you live you know the bible even talks about how we are walking epistles read and known of men so it's not always saying something it's how you carry yourself and so you're like a walking word right you're a walking example of the word you exemplify, you embody the outcome of the word when we read it, when we apply it to our lives. People see it and they see the consistency. And guess what? The Bible says it's the spirit of God that does the drawing. So the spirit of God in you draws people towards the God in you so they can glorify your father, which is in heaven. Hey, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. <laughs> okay, number seven, your calling, your gifting, everything, right? Spiritual but again, you'll see it in the natural, um, can bring, create financial empowerment to others, sow seeds, finance, finance others' dreams, visions, and goals. So by you operating and elevating in your call, whatever that is, ministry, as well as other things, leadership, but if you're a child of God, wherever you go, God is going to use you, right? You can change, again, other people's realities. And maybe you can cause somebody to come up. Maybe you have a something on the side you do that is in the area of finance. Whatever, I'm just giving an example. And you can help other people. Your calling or maybe your, your strength and your talent in that area, you, you can give people information that can help change their life, the trajectory of their lives, right? Just good information that can help them. So I, what I'm trying to get you to do is be conscious because, again, it's not about being stingy. It's about helping somebody else. If you got some information that can change the outcome of somebody's life, like pulling somebody out of poverty, pulling somebody out of living out of a poor neighborhood, sometimes a lot of us, because I came up in, in um, like in the projects, we want to call it all public housing growing up. And, uh, and of course, where I grew up, there was working hard, hard middle class, not middle class, but, and I don't want to say lower class neither, because I knew a lot of people who I worked, they were just like, maybe you want to call them blue collar workers, I don't know, had real jobs, bus drivers, train drivers, teachers, but we know the income is not really high. But then I know some people, again, who made 
you know what? I do know some people who made middle-class income. Let me, let me back that up because I could think of a couple of people, a lot of people like families that I knew, but what happened because the rent was low, you know, um, you know, you get comfortable with paying low rent when you start thinking about when they, especially when they change the control rent, when everybody can charge what they want to control, what they want to charge for rent. Um, some people just got comfortable and said, we're just going to stay right here. We're going to retire. And then I know a lot of people who purchased a nice, beautiful, big home, retired and went back south and they live in a high off the hog, as they used to say. <laughs> but anyway, just in a community where you are, God will use you with that knowledge and experience that he gave you. So I want you to think about other people. I'm always talking about the power of altruism, you know, helping somebody else. Let's not be stingy. Anyway, enough with that one. Okay, again, and helping somebody else's dreams, visions, and goals to, you know, uh, come into fruition because you've given them a knowledge. You you have an anointing in a certain area where you can help people. Like, like I said, it could be in teaching, helping people start their business, anything. Helping people start a nonprofit, grow their ministry. You and help other people to become empowered. These are the benefits of operating in your gift. Number eight, yes, change, elevate others' environment. I mean, that can include, again, their address, their friends, and their association. Let's talk about that. <laughs> right? Because when you want to do better, when you have a new mindset, and you say, you know, I don't want to, you say, I don't want to live like this. I want better in life. God got much for me. God has much for me to do. Once you get that reality... That he has a whole lot for you. That Jesus let us know that he came to help us to live life and live it more abundantly in all areas of our life. Prosperity in every area. Mentally, psychologically, emotionally, physically, right? Health, that's, that's what I, that comes to our health. That deals with our self-care. All of that. He wants us to prosper in all those areas. Finance, re healthy relationships, family, everything. And you may be the change agent that can help somebody do that. You Again, you have a special anointing to do that. You are gifted in a particular area. The way you deliver something, the way you do whatever you do, it is that you do. You do it in a way that God has given you a supernatural a, a anointing to do those type of things, whatever it is. So I'm saying, um, reach back, as they say. Uh, now they say, pay it forward. This is what it's all about. It's really just a biblical principle, but they call it something else in the world. But, you know, it's, it's helping other people. That's why, again, to serve. You're serving your community. And your community is wherever you are at that time. That's your community, whether it's in your church, whether it's the neighborhood you live in, wherever you go, wherever your feet so tread, that place becomes yours because God is with you. And at that moment, let them use you, as we used to say. <laughs> Let them use you. That's what I'm, that's like the bottom line almost. But yes, you change people. Then those people, when they get it, right? Light goes on. God spoke to them. They feel empowered. God started to use them. They want to change sometime their company because maybe they have trouble with the wrong company. And you know what? Not looking down on the other company because the two had walked together. You know, those that crowd you was with at that time when you was kind of in darkness, y'all had an agreement. Y'all agreed on something. That's why y'all walked together as a company. That was your posse. 
but you no longer want to walk with that group because you understand more. Now you can be now that again, paying it forward. Now that individual that you have made a major impact on their life, they go and pay it forward. They become a change. Hey, that's what I'm saying. This thing is a, it's a cycle. It goes on and on. It's like a dominoes effect. And so you, you, you need to think long-term when God use you, it's about the next generation and the next generation, your children, your children's children, children, and your children's children's children. That's just, that's just biblical principle. You know, leaving a legacy, biblical principle. God is always about changing, things getting better, generations getting better, healing, growing, prospering, leaving legacy. That's what it's all about. So we got to remember that. Um, so yeah, people change their associations, their friends, their neighborhood. That's I mentioned that address in here. Now they want to change. That's like me being around people as I got older and and being in a different atmosphere and a, around different people who live maybe on a they live on a higher level. They have more. They wanted more in life. That helped me to change. Helped me to want more. And I always wanted more from a child and from a teenager. But then you have your not well reality in the sense of what you see every day. But that don't have to be your reality. You don't have to live maybe like some people you may have grew up around like I did. Well, like I said, there's a mix of people now. There's a lot of, I, I lived among people who did well. But the neighborhood and the community, when it started get, getting worse, you started seeing a lot of people who didn't care anymore. That's a certain um, attitude sometimes people have when they live, like say in a low income neighborhood, for instance. Sometimes there's a sense of hopelessness. Like I've heard people say it. They don't know if tomorrow's going to be here. They're going to, they just living for today. They don't have a vision. The Bible says without a vision, people perish, right? So not only perish physically, but you can perish spiritually and emotionally and psychologically because you have given up because for, in that mindset, if you have that type of mindset at the time, looking at your circumstance around you, sometimes you could become a part of or think this is your reality. This you don't even know if there's a tomorrow. So that's why a lot of times we may engage in behavior that is not favorable and unfavorable because we think this is it. Sometimes we don't see value within ourselves. Um, if you're around a whole bunch of people that don't see a lot of value within themselves, a lot of times you can adapt that same behavior and you start saying the same language. So when you change your mindset, you change your language. And speaking the word of God over you and your situation, that's how that's a spiritual way of changing your language. What does God's word said about you that you're fearful and you're wonderfully made, that he wants you to live life and live it more abundantly, that I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. You start speaking that and you start living in that and you start being around other people who speak the same language, the family of God. You start to change the way you see things, the way you perceive things. All of that started. You have a new walk. You have a new talk. We talk about that all the time. You know, I looked at my hands and they looked new. I looked at my feet and they did too. Changed my mind. From, I forgot the rest of the word. <laughs> Since he came into my life. What a wonderful change has come over me. Right? We start singing that. We looked at my hands. They look new. You know, you just, you, that's a transformation that takes place inside. Mm, and when that permeates on the outside, watch out now. Because now, see, you're going to start being a blessing to other people. You're going you're gonna to serve more. You understand who you are now. You have this new mind. You know, um, the newness. You have a newness of life in you. 
Oh my God, you don't. So you got to go and let somebody else know about it. The change that came over you. You behold, you a new creature. Old things passed away. You became a new creature, a new creation in Christ Jesus. So you embrace the newness of Christ in your life. You become a light. You become again like that city that's set on a hill that others can see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to tell you. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, number nine. Finally, you find your peace. Remember, this is what happens as a result of you operating in your purpose, your calling. These are the benefits of it. You find your peace. You find a peace in God. When you are doing what you're supposed to do, there's a peace of God that resonates inside of your spirit that lets you know you are doing what you're supposed to be doing. You are where you are supposed to be. When you have that feeling, oh my God, there's nothing like it. You feel a, a spirit of contentment and peace and even competence. And you're like, my God, it feels great. You got your affirmation from God, your confirmation, and it can come through people and through him and through his word. And, and even in prayer, the Holy Spirit will minister to you and let you know, huh, my God, he's a leader and guide into all truth. My God, but you find that sense of peace. Your purpose, you understand. When you understand your purpose, the reason why a lot of people are unhappy and sometimes even depressed because they don't know what their purpose is. And they're not around the type of community and people to help cultivate, to help them even try to discover what that is. So they don't have a clue. They feel like, why am I here? You know, I've worked with people sometimes, even clients and, and people that I know who said, I don't know why I'm here. I feel like I'm just taking up air. I, I, I don't know. I'm just useless in this earth. I come out of their mouth, even in sessions. I'm like, my God. So we have to be built up. A lot of us are just broken. We don't know. We, we just feel lost. Maybe think about the old show Lost. But anyway, we just feel lost and we need light. We need enlightenment. We need, we need to hear a word. Number one, and receive that word and let it fall on good ground so it can grow, so the seed can grow and, and somebody come along and water it and God give the increase of that seed, of that, you know, everything the, the, after the watering of it. Like the word comes, right? We plant the word. The word is the seed was planted. And that word, the more you listen to the word, the more you read, the more you pray, that word begins to grow up inside of you. Oh, my God. And when the harvest comes, and that means you are healed and you are whole and you recognize who you are in God, ain't nothing better than that. <laughs> and then you have your, your power, the anointing, right? The power of God inside of you. You are designed by God. My God. You have that. You're experiencing God. And because of your faith, you develop levels of faith as you continue to grow in your calling and in your mission and in your ministry, whatever it is that you do for the Lord, spiritually and naturally. I'm telling you, you benefit other people. It's about other people. So let me give you that scripture that I thought about, the ending scripture. And I think I got rid of it. Hold, give me one second. Because I don't know what happened. I don't it was Proverbs 11 and 25. The generous soul will be made rich and he who waters, waters will also be watered himself. So what you do for others, the seeds you plant, the, the watering that you do for others, God's going to do the same in you. You know, the more you give, the more you receive. Now let's go back to that. Okay. My ending scripture, John 13 and 15. After Jesus washed the disciples' feet, this is what he said. For I have given you an, an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master. Master Jesus. <laughs> Nor is he who sent, 
greater than he who sent him. I'm not greater than the one who sent me, right? You're not greater than the one who sent you. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. That's a Sila moment. Keep that, meditate on that. I'm going to end with that. But anyway, um, thanks for tuning in. I hope this was a blessing to somebody. Um, if you want to know more about me, go to SherwoodWhiteHoward.com. You can go to Get Your Life Back Academy where I have a lot of online virtual workshops and seminars and, and oh my God, all kinds of events. I sell digital products. I have books to help, to help pick you up, to help you heal emotionally and spiritually. I got so much on Get Your Life uh, Academy by Cheryl Howard, yours truly, and I just thank God for you, and until we meet again, you be blessed, thank God for another day, I thank God for you, pray for me, and I pray for you, I need you to survive, thank you everybody, blessings, you can still get your life back, get your life back, it's real.